Assembly family, we're so excited that you chose to join us for worship this morning. If you're with us every week, or if this is your first time ever joining us for online worship, we are so excited to have you here. Would you take just a moment and fill out the connect card that our online service host has dropped in the chat? We like to make giving incredibly easy here at the Assembly. You have three ways to give. You can give online at theassemblyflorence.org. You can navigate to the top right-hand corner if you're on a desktop and click on the Give Now button. If you're on a mobile device, tablet, or smartphone, you can click on the three lines for the menu, click the Give Now button. Both of those Give Now buttons are going to navigate you to our online giving platform. You can also give via text message. If you text the number 77977 with a message that says S. See Assembly Give, all one word, you'll receive a link to our online giving platform. You can also give via mail, by mailing either a check or money order to The Assembly, 2925 West Palmetto Street, Florence, South Carolina, 29501. Again, thank you for giving to The Assembly. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that the rest of this service blesses and encourages you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Before we sit, I'd like us to join together and pray regarding the election on Tuesday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Abby, would you lead us in prayer? Father, we just give you the praise, God. We give you the glory, God. Your word declares that if your people who are called by your name, if we would only humble ourselves, if we would seek your face, if we would turn from our wicked ways, your word declares that you would come and heal our land, God. We pray for this week's election, God. Oh, God, you are the one that is in control of every circumstance, God. You are the one that puts in place folks in the right place. That's what your word declares. We pray for your purpose and will to be done, God. In the name of Jesus, we come into agreement right now, God, that the will of God would be done, God, and that you would place, God, in this position whoever you've called in this position God and we ask that you would help us to rise up as God's people united God united to the word of God united in one purpose and that is to be obedient to your word and that is to pray for our leaders God 
And so we ask for your wisdom, your guidance, God, and that your Holy Spirit would fill us with the spirit of discernment. Yes. In the name of yes. Jesus, Jesus, we pray for a, a new unity in this nation. Yes, oh, the agape love of God to overwhelm in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. to flow into the street, the agape love of God to come. Oh God, bringing us together as one nation under God. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So glad that... Those of you who are with us today are able to be here. I'd rather be here than in the best hospital in Florence. And you? You're not sure about that. Hallelujah. Wonderful to gather in the name of Jesus. Father, as we worship you with our tithes and offerings today, I pray that you would help us to be reminded of what you've promised. You said you would open the windows of heaven and pour out on your people a blessing that there would not be room enough to receive it. Lord, we thank you that you have placed your word above your own name. Bless us as we give. May every need of the assembly be supplied and abundantly provided for. In the name of Jesus, we ask it, and we thank you for it. Amen. You may be seated. There are three ways that you hey, can give. Family. We're going to take just a quick moment to invite you to be a part of an exciting new time here at the assembly. Our broadcast ministry is exploding. We are online on Facebook and YouTube every week on Sunday, and we are on Facebook every Wednesday. We want to invite you to join our team and join this ministry of the assembly. We're looking for production directors. We're looking for camera operators. We're looking for lyric presenters, and we're looking for online chat hosts. These are all areas that we can train you and teach you every aspect of the job. You do not need any prior experience. So if you're interested in any of these opportunities, please send an email to info at theassemblyflorence.org. Again, that is info at theassemblyflorence.org. We look forward to having you partner with this ministry to reach thousands of people every week for the kingdom of God. Thank you and God bless. Pastor's coming now to bring the word. God bless you, Pastor, as you come. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless God. Hallelujah. 
I get some volume. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm. There are multitudes watching us on our several streaming networks. And several of you, many of you, are feeling a dark cloud. Feel like you're walking and everywhere you go, the dark cloud is, has been hovering over you. Release and relief has come this morning. Just hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Father, we release the fire of your anointing. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There are two people in our audience who felt the same way. And even as you've come into church this morning, you have come in feeling that dark cloud over you. You've got one minute to step forward and I will pray and that cloud will be broken and you will be set free. We will anoint you. It'll take two minutes and you will be free. Be bold. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh. Could we sing that? We give you One more minute. You're here. You have literally felt a dark cloud, a dark presence following you. Almost feels like the hairs on the back of your neck have been raised up. One minute, 30 seconds. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Ron, would you anoint? Stand right here and anoint. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Who's the other person? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I have my my warring team come up uh, brother Derek would you come and stand right there thank you Jesus hallelujah two minutes hallelujah glory be to God hallelujah
Hallelujah. Father, I release your glory. I release your glory. It's a person sitting at their living room table, their dining table. God is right now. The presence of God, the fire of God is operating, clearing your atmosphere. Someone else on a treadmill. You're on a treadmill right now. You're, you're listening to us while on a treadmill. Deliverance is coming right now. You're feeling that darkness in the name of Jesus. Move, move, move. You demonic presence. Move. Walk away. We command you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you come forward? Hallelujah. Hands up. Hallelujah. 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 Can I have some worshipers? Don't need as many lookers. I need worshipers. Really don't need any lookers. I just need worshipers. Unless you're an unbeliever, I don't need lookers. Hallelujah. You ready to receive?
in our spot. Somebody better get in the floor.
doctor's gonna help me. I know, I know, when I was sickly, doctor's gonna help me. I know, I know, when I was sickly, doctor's gonna help me. I know. I was sickly and doctors couldn't help me. I know. I know. Come on, join in with me, everyone. I was sickly. Doctors couldn't help me. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doctors couldn't help me. Come on. I know. You were my healer. I know. I know. When I was sick, when I was sick, you were my healer. Oh, I know. I know. I know. When I was sick, when I was sick, come on, you gotta know. I know. Remember where he brought you from. Father, release your presence. We release your fire. We release your fire. Every dark cloud is broken. 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 Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Could you give God a high praise with me, please? Come on, this is God we're talking about. This is the Almighty we're talking about. Hey! Come on! Come on! Come on! Hey! Hey! Hey!
Thank you, worship team. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for the time you've given us. Father, I ask that at some point you will release on your people in this house the kind of Worship that David offered to you. There are so many excuses that your people have had for not worshiping you in a crazy way. And I don't care what anybody says, way. And if we, Father, cannot get it, if we cannot look at David being so excited and passionate and happy and joyful, For his involvement in bringing back the glory. His wife looked out. And said. You are the king. All this dancing. and All this stuff you're doing. Is undignified. Father, it's in the word. I see it, Lord. And this morning, I say, like David said, to a wife, to a believer, to a fellow Christian that just doesn't understand. Just wait. I'm going to be more undignified than this. If David said it, I can say it. Watch me. I will be more undignified than this when it comes to praising God. 
I will be more undignified than this. Father, I release that kind of worship in our house, in this house. Father, I don't care if you bring people from the outside that don't know what protocol is and they begin to worship you in an undignified way to the rest of us. Do it, Lord. I said, do it, Father. Do it. You have a way of moving the critics out. You have a way of dragging the descenders out so that your Davids can worship you in what others think is undignified but to you to you to you it's good fruit it's a presence that I, you can you can you can you can stay in you can cohabitate with us father as your word goes forth continue to work on your people touch us as we move along in Jesus name amen amen hallelujah glory be to God Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God said to me in another message that is coming later that he's bringing back the glory. He's bringing back the glory. And I'm prophetically proclaiming that if you don't get in the stream you will stay out of the glory it don't matter to me that you say or anybody in my family outside of my family friends it doesn't matter that you say to me personally I am I am just a I'm just a calm person Because there are hundreds and thousands of calm people that I have connected and associated with. Alabama fan. My executive pastor is a calm person. His emotions do not get out of check very quickly. But if we start talking about Alabama, he will take his shirt off. So when I am hard on you, it will be because I am now going to be hard on him. We are going to be undignified in our worship of God in the same way and as radical as he is about Alabama. More than he is. I will not associate. I will pray for you. 
I will love you, but I will not allow the spirit of so-called humility. I'm humble. I'm a quiet person. There are no humble, quiet persons on the Dodger team when the Dodgers won. Did you see any humble, quiet person, Brother Frank, on the Dodgers team when they won the World Series a few days ago? Didn't see one of them. There was not one. And I know there are many Dodger players that have very calm attitudes. When you meet them at the house, they are simmering nice and smooth. But they won something in the World Series that nobody could take away from them. You know why they got so excited? Because they got something that will live on beyond them. If you could get crazy because you won a World Series that nobody can take away from you. I will not, I will not accept that you can't become more undignified than this. Thank you, Lord. Father, I have delivered the prophetic word. There it is. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Hebrews 6, 16 through 19. Who? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6, 16 through 19. Can I get just a little more on the, the mic? Hallelujah. Just a, just a touch more. Bless God. How, there it is. <clears throat> I'm reading from the NLT, the New Living Translation. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. We just saw someone added to the Supreme Court and she took an oath. And that oath was witnessed by someone higher than her. By the president, by the senior members of the court, the Supreme Court. That oath that she took is binding. It's a lifetime appointment and she's bound by the oath that she took. I don't know if they've stopped using the Bible and I would not be surprised if in the future they do. But I believe this time she also put her hands on the Bible and swore, made an oath to dispense the law and interpret the law the best way she sees it. We have to believe that God will help her to do so. 
that that oath is binding. 17. God also bound himself to an oath. So that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would deliver on it. That he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. We can have confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. A contract, if any of you heard of the Daniel last Wednesday, a contract has two sides. And what we've just talked about was the God side of the contract. I'm making an oath. I'm making promises to you. But every one of my promises and my oath have something that you got to do. When he brought Israel out of Egypt, he mandated that his servant Moses would tell Pharaoh, let my people go so they could come out of Egypt and laze around. Is that what he said? No. Let my people go so they could be free to live however they want to live. Is that what the word says? Let my people. He went back to Pharaoh over and over and over again. And you know what God told him to say? Let my people go so that they can leave the bondage of Egypt and become bond servants to me so that they come and worship me. Can I say something that we have heard over and over and over again? Freedom is not free. If you have been fooled into thinking that you can do anything you want to do and then at the last minute pray and God will come through if he's God then you don't understand how uneven the contract already is because he paid the price for your sin when he had no sin. I want you to switch for a moment because we got to understand some things here. I'm going to try and move as quickly as I can. Genesis, uh, I think 22, 15 through 18. Th this is the beginning 
of, of what Hebrews is talking about and everything we just read is connected to an oath that God made to Abraham in Genesis. Here we go. Then the angel of the Lord came again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord said. Because you have obeyed me, underline the word, and have not withheld even your son, your only son, your promised son, the one that meant most to you than anything else. Your wife was barren. Everyone around you said you're too old. This can't happen. It is not natural. And then I came along and gave what everybody else said couldn't be gotten to you. And now I'm saying I want the same son. And the example that we need to look at is the fact that Abraham did not question God. God said, take your son, walk him up the hill, take wood with you, build a sacrifice, and offer him to me. Make sure you got your dagger and everything. And he obeyed God, believing by faith that God knew exactly what he was going to do and he was going to fix it. If he, if, if he, the faith that Abraham had was, I trust Yahweh so much that if I kill this son, he's going to resurrect another one before I come down the mountain. He's going to sin. It will appear. I trust God that much. And because his faith was that resolute, this is what God says to him. You've given me your son, your only son. Here it is. I swear by my own name that I'm going to bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer what? The cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have done what? Obeyed me. And I am not talking about obedience with a pouty mouth. That's for your mom and dad when you were growing up. That's for somebody that is physical. That is somebody that hadn't paid a price for you and I before we could make a decision to pay the price for ourselves 
And even after we made the decision to pay whatever God is asking for, it's still not enough. We have to submit to his grace. If you're jotting anything down, the other side of the contract is that you can hold hope. You can't hold hope, sorry, without total trust and complete sacrifice of what is most valuable to you. If you want God to be able to swear about your life, that I'm going to bless you. Swear that I'm going to take you through. Swear that I'm going to make everything work together for the good. Here is what is required. It's a daily activity. It's not a one-time deal. You have to make a commitment. The other side of the contract. To be in total trust of whatever God does. And be in complete sacrifice of whatever he wants those are the stipulations they're not changing many before us have come along and tried to change the terms of the contract with humanity brother frank it's not changing the question that we are asking today in my topic or the proclamation that I'm getting us to I am pressing in trying to get everyone here to is, is a proclamation that says it's been ringing and ringing in my spirit I know I can trust God I would like everyone to look at somebody and with fervor in your voice tell them I know I can trust God Remember, remember what God did for you. Remember something that he brought you from. And then look at that person and say, I know I can trust God. Hey, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to take the, 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 the other side of the, of the person who is challenging you. When you say, I know I can trust God. Someone is going to come along and say, why? Are you familiar with those people? That every time you say something about the power of God in you and the faith in which you stand, someone is going to come by and say, why? Here's the why, first why. He's truthful and trustworthy. <laughs> Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Um, do you understand, guys, that, that our God has never lied? It's not even in his nature that what you see is what you get, that he's never been partial, that the same blessing he gives me, he wants to give to you, the same sacrifices he made for me, he made for you, that everything... That is his given by authority to me. It's the same thing. That he's authorizing you in authority to take possession of. So the first answer to the first why I can trust God is that he is truthful and trustworthy. Here's what you write down after that. A. Listen 
Oh boy. Listen to the people who know. Do not listen to the people who don't know. You have no business discussing how great your God is with somebody that is on the fence in their faith. You have no business trying to talk about or convince somebody about how great God is in your life that does not want to be saved, has no interest in knowing God. They are just turned away. The best you can do for that individual is live right, be a good example, and walk your faith out. Listen to the people who know. Don't listen to the people who don't know. Let's start with Romans. Paul speaking. See, when I want to look at folks that know and challenge my faith to live right, I look at the word of God. I look at the word of God first. Okay, well, well, what did Paul say? Romans 8, 28. And, and we know. Or he's talking, he would like to say, and I know. But, but he wants to include those that he's speaking to that were also part of those who also knew how good God was. So he says to the Romans, For we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose for them. I read this particular passage out of the translation. I believe it was the New Living Translation too. Because the translation was closer than even in this wording, even than my King James, because it is saying specifically and we know that God causes everything to work for the good. There are some translations that say, for my good. Do you understand that quite often things that you think are good for you are not good at all? So the Bible is in error if it says it's going to work out for your good or for what you think is good. It needs to say it will work together for the good because the good for you is dictated by God. And quite often, his good for us don't make us happy. We kick and fuss and fight and, and twist around. And at some point, we come to our senses and we say, okay, Lord, I give up. It's your will and not my will. Why can't we just say that right off the bat? Why can't we just live like that? Why can't we just walk like that? We got to fight and fuss and question God. Paul said, we know, we know, you know and I know that God causes everything to work all together for the good. God's good in your life. To those who love him 
and are called according to his purpose. Okay, okay, you need to need some more. Don't listen to the people who don't know. Listen to the people who know. Look at Daniel. Look at Daniel. Look at Daniel in Daniel 6 and 2. Oh boy. My God. He's in the lion's den. He's been thrown in there because he refuses to worship anyone else but God. Yahweh God. The same as the three Hebrew boys. And so, the next morning, when they come, and they see him still alive, and the lions who hadn't eaten for days, did not eat him. They're questioning him. Why? Because he's one of the ones that know. I'm telling you, I am telling you, I am telling you, I am admonishing you, do not talk to the people who don't know. They don't know. If they do not have a catalog of how God brought them out, of how God brought them through, do not talk with them about what decisions you are going to make when it comes to your God. The question comes up, why? To Daniel. And he says, my God, sent his angels to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me for I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you majesty that's why that's why B A was don't listen to the people who don't know listen to the people who know B Follow the person with the solution. Do not follow the person with the problem. Oh man, I am tired. I am tired. I am tired. I'm tired of dealing with people. Of course, there was somebody at some point that was tired of dealing with me. Because I was bent at a certain point in my life of following people. <laughs> That had my problem. And not listening to the one that's got my solution. Do you know anybody like that? Don't put your hands up. Don't put, don't, don't. I, they, that person might be sitting next to you and you know. You know. You know who they are. Don't even look at them. Online, don't, don't point a finger. Don't, don't, don't look sideways. Just, just look straight ahead at me. Oh, yes, Lord. Follow the person with your solution. Don't follow the person with your problem. Look at Moses. Moses' proclamation about trusting Jehovah when crossing Jordan. Deuteronomy 31, 1 through 6. When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, verse 2, he said, I am now 120 years old, and I'm no longer able to lead you. I'm no longer able to lead you. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan River. But the Lord God himself will cross over Jordan with you or ahead of you. He will destroy the nations living there and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river just as the Lord promised. 
The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land just as he destroyed Silo and Og, the kings of the Amorites. The Lord will hand over to you the people who live there and you must deal with them as I commanded you. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Do you think Moses could talk like that to the children of Israel if he had not gone through his personal testing with God telling him, I want you, you, the same guy that stutters. Yep, the same you, the same one who killed an Egyptian 40 years before and you come back now and you're afraid that you can get killed. I'm choosing you. I want you to go to the Pharaoh and tell him that I, I am that I am send you. And he should let my people go. And with shivering knees, buckled knees, he said, God, I can't do it. Okay, I'll go. But you got to send somebody to, to talk for me because I stammer so much. Do you understand? God said, oh, come and give you Aaron. And not one time did he use Aaron. God already knew he had it in him. But he didn't know he had it in him. Can I tell you this morning that God is going to take you through stuff so that you can prove, so that you can prove, so that you can prove, you can build strength, you can be strong and resolute in your decisions not to follow or listen to the people who have your problem, but follow the word of God and the example of the people who have your solution, who trusted God and he came through for them, broke their yokes, brought them out of bondage and let them have life. Solomon, the wisest man to have ever lived, Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord. He's talking because he knows. Understand what I'm saying? Trust in the Lord. With all of your heart. Do not trust or lean on your own understanding or anybody else. In all your ways or your doings, acknowledge him Bring him in, trust him with the solution, and he will make your path straight. Somebody needs to be clapping. Somebody needs to be saying thank you, Jesus, right now. Because we have all had crooked paths. We have all walked down crooked places. We've all lived crooked lives at some point. But because God came on the scene and became our solution. Our path is now straight. Our commitment is now resolute. We say, whether I live or I die, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to turn around. The Apostle Paul, speaking again to the Roman believers, 
in Romans 3, 3 and 4. Said, what, what if some are unfaithful? <laughs> okay, he's dealing with the question. Well, what if some are unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Let God be true and every human be a liar. As it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. Lord, I thank you for your word. We got one more why. He knows me better than I know me. And I'm going to stop there. The first why is he, he's truthful and trustworthy. The second why, 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 why you know you can trust God. Why you know you can trust who you think you are. Here's my second why. He knows me better than I know me. Who, does, who wouldn't want to trust somebody who knows you better than you know you? He said in Jeremiah 1.5, I knew you before I formed you. I knew you before I formed you in the physical. I knew you in the spirit before I formed you in the physical. Before I put you in your mother's womb. I knew you before you were born. I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet or my mouthpiece to everybody around you. I know I can trust God because he knows me better than I know me. This morning I am asking you to trust God. We're going to stop there. We're going to close there. We're going to pick this up again because there's more. There's more. If you're online with me, We've taken a little longer in our service today, but I don't want us to leave. This is our first Sunday. I do not want us to leave without celebrating, in the next few minutes, the Lord's Supper. It's an important part of what we enjoy, what we celebrate. If you're sitting with us online and you're here with me in the service, this is how we celebrate. This is part of how we celebrate the statement, I know I can trust God. I know I can trust God. I know I can trust God. I know he died. He came. And I know he died for my sin. I know they put him on a cross. I know that they buried him. I know it is highly unlikely, impossible for 500 different people to see him and some of them touch him after he rose from the grave and I am still stuck on stupid. I will not do that. I will celebrate the price he paid for me. If you are at home, want to get your emblem in your hand, if you're here with us, we're going to close out on our feet would you stand? I'm going to ask Pastor Ron to read the admonition that God has given us in the word. 
about the communion, the time of celebration, and then we will partake of our emblems. Hallelujah. Paul said, For I have received of the Lord that which I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was going to be handed over took a loaf. And after giving thanks, he broke it and said, This represents my body, which is broken on your behalf. Keep doing this in remembrance of me. Shall we eat together? He did likewise respecting the cup also. After he had the evening meal saying, this cup means the new covenant by virtue of my blood. Keep doing this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this loaf and drink this cup, you keep proclaiming the death of the Lord until he comes. There, you're believing God for healing. You're believing God for healing. You're believing God for transformation. There's something that you're believing for. You've already taken that which represents his body. Now let's celebrate what he's going to do and what he's doing. together as we close out. goodness to me. Thank you, Lord. How you brought me out. How you showed me light. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Oh, I just want to thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you this morning for showing us 
once more. Even though we already know this, you showed us from your word again that we can trust you implicitly because others have done it before we did. And you did not fail them. So we leave this sanctuary. We disconnect online. We are not walking away from your presence. We are not disconnecting from your loving kindness and your grace. But we are actually taking you with us. Father, let your goodness pass before us all week. Bring us back on Wednesday to study your word together and to grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can wave at your person next to you, talk. Uh, if you're looking at us online, we want to see you. We want to hear from you. Would you send us a note? Let us know how you were blessed. And we will connect with you because we want you to grow. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Hallelujah.